there's word this morning that Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will meet with the premiers to ostensibly, quote, discuss health care on February the 7th. Now, there's much speculation that this will actually be the announcement of the health care deal that we have been hearing about. Hard to believe the prime minister would agree to meet with all the premiers if there wasn't a deal that had been worked out in advance for that. Health care being the hot topic along with the economy for so many Canadians right now because you're having trouble accessing it. You're having trouble, you know, getting on that surgical waiting list for a very important, you know, surgery that you need done. You're having trouble maybe just building a relationship with a family doctor because you can't find one. We have talked extensively about the shortage of doctors in this province, the trouble that you have finding one. But here's the thing. Is there actually a shortage of doctors in BC? The reason why we're asking that question actually is because of some research that is done by our next guest, Rosemary Poliak, who's a lawyer and executive director of the Society of Canadians Studying Medicine Abroad. Rosemary, thank you for being here. Well, thank you for putting this issue forward, which is an important one. Yeah, tell me about the work that the society does, first of all. The society represents Canadians who went to study medicine abroad and we um, advocate and provide them information of how the system works. Uh, in a nutshell, um, we the people who study medicine abroad are prevented from coming back home to be resident physicians and get their training and become licensed. There's actually barriers at every level, including certification. So there are literally hundreds um, of Canadians who studied abroad and thousands of immigrants who have passed all the Canadian examinations, met the standards, but face intentional barriers that are designed to keep them from becoming licensed. And the reason for that um, is that the since the early 1990s, the fiscal management policy of the provinces has been to control the number of physicians to ration access to public health care so that they can easily and effectively control the health care budget. So what we have done over the last uh, 10 years is research, uh, freedom of information, write letters, do interviews to figure out how the system works and why it works. And I've just encapsulated really the bottom line. There is no shortage of physicians uh, who are qualified. There is a shortage of political will. Okay, so we're talking about two different groups here, though, aren't we, Rosemary? You're talking about uh, Canadians who might have gone abroad to study medicine and also perhaps immigrants who come to Canada who are already doctors. That's correct. But they are international medical graduates and they're treated the same uh, and both groups face the same barriers. And are those barriers consistent like across the country in all the provinces? Largely, yes, although Quebec's different. In but what way? It has, Quebec, in, what happens is that in order to get uh, licensed, you have to become, you have to have residency training. You have to be basically a, a doctor apprentice. And in 2006, the provinces of, of Canada devised a system where there would be two streams. Even the, in order to, to, of access to these positions. And in order to be um, 
licensed, you have to get through this residency training. And one stream is for graduates of Canadian and American Medical School, and it's kind of the golden plated uh, stream. And then Canadians and permanent residents who are uh, graduates from international schools have this poor cousin stream where there are very few uh, residency positions in very limited number of disciplines. And so there are, there's basically a quota on how many international medical graduates who are Canadian citizens and permanent residents can apply for with qualifications being irrelevant. Okay, so what would, in your opinion, then be the best way to use the skills of these doctors? The best way to use the skills of the doctors is to have um, more residency position, training positions and to have the competition uh, for residency positions, it's, which is called postgraduate training, which is you not unique to medicine. Many professions have postgraduate training and to have that based on competence rather than the place from which you graduated. And the reason these streaming exists is to prevent co- uh, superior um, or stronger candidates from displacing weaker graduates of Canadian and American medical schools. And do you That's, see yeah, do you see that happening anywhere? Is there any will to make that happen? Uh, we don't see the will to make it happen, but what we have is a lawsuit to force it to happen. Okay, tell me about that. Where is that lawsuit going to be filed? The lawsuit has been filed in uh, our society, the Canadians for Studying Medicine Abroad, filed the lawsuit in 2018, September of 2018. And there's also a lawsuit filed by immigrant physicians uh, in the Human Rights uh, Tribunal. And that one was filed in 2020, I believe, June of 2020. But the, the, the legal system is somewhat slow and we're plodding through it. So what is the holdup here then, Rosemary? Is it about qualification? Is there no standardization of qualifications? Is there, is, do you think this would be a relatively easy process to say, okay, pass this test and you can be a doctor? The, the, the tests ex- exist. The standard is there. It, it, they write the exams. They prove they meet the Canadian standards. But that's not good enough uh, because the, the provinces have set up the system to prevent international medical graduates from becoming licensed. Because the thing that that I find disappointing in terms of public reporting is that the premise of um, the, the doctor shortage is that the fiscal management policy since the early 1990s has been to ensure that the number of physicians is controlled, to ensure that healthcare is rationed. And so the government does, we look at it, we look at need as I need to access a doctor when I'm sick or I need care. But um, the government looks at it as here's the budget, here's what we can afford. And that determines the number of physicians. So with that kind of fiscal management policy, it is inevitable that the healthcare system will at some point collapse. That only makes sense. So if I could give you some specific numbers. Um, in 2021, the year that the most recent uh, year that the uh, college has published, 515 
licensed physicians retired or resigned. Nine were suspended for failing to report. So that's a total of 524 um people who left the practice in right. British Columbia. Now, the number of people who were trained was a total of 349. And in addition, there were 30 practice red residency assessments. So we've got a shortage. We're not only not trying to catch up, we're falling further behind. There is a shortage of 145 um, positions compared to the number we train to the number that left the practice. And that that gap will grow larger because baby boomers are right. retiring. But is, well, Rosemary, you know what? That's so interesting. And we thank you very much for those numbers this morning and appreciate your time. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us. That's Rosemary Pagliak, who's a lawyer and executive director of the Society of Canadians Studying Medicine Abroad. She said there is no doctor shortage, provided we allow internationally trained doctors to practice the medicine that they are trained for. Now, would you be okay with that? Would you be okay with the you know, provincial government saying, yes, okay, fine, you pass this test, you can be a doctor here. Should we make it easier? Let me know. Simi at cknw.com. You can call or text our buzz line 604-331-2899.